Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, Sarah Jones, as always. And uh, today, we want to continue having a conversation about what we call the three keys to better money management. If you tuned into our last episode, you heard us talking about the first of those three keys, and we talked about the importance of education because we believe you deserve to know. Today, we wanted to talk about the second uh, of those three keys, and that is having a plan. We believe that it's important that you have a customized plan uh, that's customized to you and your goals, and that's easy to follow. So... What do you think, Sarah? I love it. And when you were just sharing that, well, first of all, hello, hello, hello. Um, the, the thing that came to mind when you said that, Nina, was I don't believe anybody in, in the history of who we could consider or who we do consider successful has done it without having a plan. And... Um, I think that we all need one, right? That, that being just kind of flying by the seat of our pants through some areas of life might be okay. But if we really want to feel successful, we really want to be living those dreams, then having a plan is going to be key. Yes. I've heard the old adage said this way. A goal without a plan is just a dream. And so if mm. you'd rather make your dream a reality, maybe you have a goal, but you also have a plan to achieve that yeah. goal. And so I'm right there with you. I think having a plan is important. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, uh, you know that about me now. I think a plan is important. Um, but I think, what I would like to explore today a little bit is what do we mean customized? Because so many budgets or just so many financial plans seem to be so cookie cutter or, you know, mm. this is this is the one way that you will win with money. So how are we customizing a plan to clients and their goals? And then how do we make that easy to follow? Kind of rhetorical, mm. but at the same time, I'm kind of curious. <laughs> I love that. And, you know, while um, I think you and I do things maybe slightly differently, um, I think we're both on track with, um, you know, keeping the principles in mind. And, you know, one thing that I do when I'm working with clients and I do it in my own life, right? When I'm putting together my plan, I go according to what my values and my true priorities are. What is it that I'm working towards? Um, and when I'm working with clients, um, we, we work through the priorities, right? What's really important? What are the, the essentials that, um, that we consider? And those essentials are different for every one of us, depending on what season we're at in life. Um, and then adding in the other things as priority, you know, as it, as it falls down the line. And, um, I do not believe that there is one set budget or plan out there. I very much believe in creating something that's realistic that we can live 
every single day and feel good about. That, I'm just, I'm processing for a moment because I'm thinking about a plan with priorities. Like, what a novel idea that... <laughs> And I say that tongue-in-cheek and a little cheeky because I think what we have to remember is that, so what we mean by customize, too, is that your plan can have whatever you want in it. And mm -hmm. your goals, and specifically, it's customized to your goals. So you have a plan. Your plan has some goals. Your goals then need to be prioritized. And I think it's really important that we unpack that for a second because mm – -hmm. Too often, we're trying to accomplish too many things all at the same time. And so whether your goals are to uh, save for a peace of mind fund or some other type of sinking fund, like for the holidays, or maybe it's to get out of debt or to buy a new or newer car or save up for a house, like, those are a lot of goals. And if you're, if you're trying to accomplish all of those at the same time, that's going to be incredibly difficult. But to your point, Sarah, if you prioritize and you figure out what's important right now, all of these things are important. But does does one or two of them have more urgency than the others, whatever? And you start to prioritize and then you focus in on that goal, you'll be amazed at how much you can achieve and how quickly when you start to focus specifically on a on a, a goal or two. And I, I even say or two with some hesitation because really I want you to focus on a single thing at a time, um, but they'll stack quickly. You know, and what I'm reminded when I'm hearing you talk about this, Nino, is that um, kind of taking it a little bit different direction here and multitasking. When we try and multitask, when we're, when we're spreading our energy too thin, right, and we're trying to do this task and this one and that one, we're not doing any of them very well, and it's taken a long time to get any of them completed. The same thing happens with our money, right? When we're spreading our, our assets, we're spreading our income out over too many areas, it does make it trickier and um, a lot more difficult in some cases to be reaching those goals. And so bringing that focus in, um, you know, what's the one, and I generally try and focus on one thing and like you too, a little bit of a hesitation depending on the situation. What's the one thing that we need to be working on right now? Because that is the number one out of all the priorities. That's the top of the list. Yeah. Yep. And so a customized plan that has it's customized to your goals. So we just covered kind of how to do that. You're going to list out your goals, but then you have to prioritize them. You know, you and I have also talked about the importance of having a plan for other things kind of even within a budget. So mm -hmm. you have your overall budget. I'll call it the monthly budget. We believe you should budget by pay period, but that doesn't mean you can't look at the month of June or July and, and kind of plan mm -hmm. for what's the income and what's the outgo. But we've also had, we've talked about having a plan for when kids go back to school or a plan for when you want to travel with family or, you know, whether you're traveling for business or with family for pleasure, you know, having a plan for that, having a plan for going to the grocery store and maybe doing a little bit of menu prepping so that you can 
go to the grocery store with a plan. And so really, when we think of, when we talk about this being a key to better money management, we're not just talking about the budget. Now, that's, of course, the foundation, and it's the biggest part of what we're talking about. But we're talking about having a plan for your money, for your finances, for your financial future. And I know everybody out there that are all the spontaneous people, they're cringing right now listening, like, plan, 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 (laughs) I'm spontaneous, right? They're all cringing. Um, But I can say without a doubt that you can still be spontaneous and have a plan. You can plan to be spontaneous. It might sound like an oxymoron, but it's not. (laughs) It's funny. I share that same sentiment that you can plan for spontaneity, but I know how ridiculous that sounds. So how do you do that, Sarah? How do you plan to be spontaneous? Well, gosh, I mean, so many ways, right? And, and, it depends on what area, but let's just say, and we had an episode actually talking about vacation um, mm-hmm. a, a while back, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month. It doesn't matter. But um, we, we talked about planning for being spo- spontaneous, right? So you set aside that free money, set aside some flexibility money, set aside the money that you're setting money aside. You don't know exactly how you're going to use it right now on vacation. I'm speaking specifically for vacations, but it gives you that ability to say, you know what? Hey, I want this souvenir. I want this t-shirt or let's, let's, um, go to this, you know, amusement park or whatever it might be, but it allows you to do things that weren't necessarily planned, but you planned the dollars to go along with it. You know, I do this a lot, um, just in our regular budget, giving us free money. You know, my husband and I, Um, For a long time now, I will put this caveat in here. Since we are full-time RVers now, we we no longer have free money because our budget is very different now. But before, we had free money each month. So we built into our budget. Each of us got a certain amount of money each month, and that was our um, spontaneous. I keep wanting to say something else. That was our money to be spontaneous with. We could do with it as we chose to do. So you can plan and you can still be spontaneous at the same time. There is a, um, so for any of our longtime listeners, you know that instead of calling the emergency fund, the emergency fund, we call it the peace of mind fund uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, Maria, one of the new money habit coaches is fantastic with like reframing words. And so Um, she has a fund that she calls the opportunity fund Mm. for everything that you just were talking about, Sarah, whether it's, I want to be spontaneous or this new opportunity presents itself, whatever that is, it can be an opportunity to buy an asset. It could be an opportunity to go on a trip. It could be whatever the opportunity is that kind of comes across your way. Um, you know, having an opportunity fund is a way that you can still seize the day and and be spontaneous. I'll give you a perfect example of a completely hypothetical. It, it actually has me thinking about how much I wish I had an opportunity fund right now. So I'm a big football guy and the NFL 
released its um, its uh, schedule a, a few weeks back. And I'm originally originally from Buffalo, New York, so I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan. And the Buffalo Bills are opening up the season against the Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams in L.A. in mid-September. Well, I live in Phoenix. L.A. is not all that far from Phoenix. So if I had an opportunity fund and if I had some money in it and this opportunity <laughs> presented itself to go to L.A. to take in the season opening game, that just so happens to have my favorite team in it and to either, you know, do that with a friend or do it with the family, whatever that is. And that's, that's the type of spontaneity that we all wish we could have. And if we had an opportunity fund, we could, I guess the other thing I want to say, cause what that triggered in my mind for me is anybody who's listening, who's like, well, I'll just go on the trip anyway. And my only, my only caution there would be, this is where I say, like, but just have a plan, right? Because the other thing is, although I don't have an opportunity fund that I can just kind of dip into for that particular opportunity, I do have a few months before that mm-hmm. act, that event actually transpires. And so if it is something that I want, I can plan for it now and kind of determine what is the path to. Like, how do I mm-hmm. uh, do, how do I do it? without going into debt for it. That's at the end of the day, as long as you're cash flowing it, that's all I ask. Have a plan so that you can cash flow it so that you're not going into debt. Now, it doesn't mean I won't put it on a credit card and pay it off afterwards. It just means I'll have the cash before I put it on the credit card Mm -hmm. so that I can pay it off afterwards. Right. And I'm going to push back on that a little bit because please, um, And I'm just going to bring back this spontaneous aspect because if you have a couple mm-hmm. of months, then it's not necessarily spontaneous. So maybe that opportunity fund wouldn't, maybe you set the parameters for what your opportunity yeah. fund is for, right? And that's the the brilliant part of all of this is that you get to set your own parameters and your own rules for what your funds are for. Um, but I think that's a great, uh, a great way to have that opportunity fund, um, my husband and I, for a long time, we had a travel and vacation fund um, mm-hmm. that we just contributed, you know, whatever it was, a little bit of money each month. And that way it was just there. It was in our cash envelopes, right? It was just there. So if he wanted to go away for a weekend, guess what? The money's there. And we don't, that allowed him to bring in that spontaneous, he's a spontaneous traveler, right? And and just to get away. And so that allowed us to be able to do those types of things, right? Kept him happy. Um, I've said before, I'm not necessarily the big travel person. I know it's crazy being a full-time RVer, but um, it allowed him to be spontaneous. I've always been the planner. He's always been the spontaneous person. So what we created was we merged both of our um, personalities together. So pulling a little bit of money out of the budget each month, putting it into, right, that budget category. And then it allowed him to say, you know what, hey, let's go away this weekend. Let's take a trip. Let's get on the motorcycle and, you know, do an overnight trip. And, you know, the, I, speaking directly from experience, that freedom um, for somebody that is spontaneous and when you're trying to live, you know, and you're, you're working with a budget and a plan, even if you're trying to, you know, pay off debt and everything, having those things available, having that opportunity fund 
or that travel and vacation fund for us, it allowed us to still be reaching our goals, but we still felt like we were living life and we were still able to do some of those things that we wanted to do. And um, I'll just tell you, it it saved parts of our marriage <laughs> um, because we were able to do that. So I love that. I didn't call it an opportunity fund. I might change some of that. I might change that name a little bit in the future because I love it. But um, prime example of still having a plan, but still allowing one or both of you, right, to be spontaneous and not have to change your personality and feel like, eek, we can't do something um, just because we have a plan. Yeah. I think that brings up another really important point about your plan should account for you spending some of your hard-earned money or what I like to call enjoying. It's not even about spending, mm -hmm. enjoying some of your hard-earned money. Right? So many of us, you know, we work to pay the bills and we feel mm -hmm. like there's nothing left over. And no, your, your plan can include enjoying some of your hard-earned money. Um, mm -hmm. I just, the, the phrase that always comes back to me is just within reason, within mm -hmm. reason. I, I don't think it's, I don't think it would be reasonable for me to either book a flight or drive out to LA, pay $200 per ticket for nosebleeds um, for a family of four, that would be $800. I don't think that that's reasonable if I'm struggling to pay the mortgage or to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. um, if I was making an extra $800 debt payment to say like my student loans, and I'm like, you know, I can push that off by one month so that I can do this instead. Well, I think that's within reason. So it, it just it depends. But having a plan so that you can then, and whether that plan is, I'm going to have an opportunity fund, so I can be spontaneous mm -hmm. and just, you know, if I had an op opportunity fund, I would have booked it already. I'd have just been like, <laughs> yes, I'm doing this because I have the money to do it. Now mm -hmm. it's well, do I want to do it? With is it within reason? Um, that sort of thing, and then making a plan for it. But um, I also wanted to circle back to your term earlier about free money. I, I don't mind calling it that either, although that has a different <laughs> connotation. It sounds like somebody's giving me money, and I, I mean, I love free money. Like, please mm -hmm. give me some free money. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, either one of those work. And and when you think about it in those terms, when you words are important, words matter, words have mm -hmm. power, and when you call your emergency fund, like you drop that term and you call it a peace of mind fund. And when you call it an opportunity fund, then you don't have to feel guilty when you seize an opportunity. Mm -hmm. That's what it was for. Yes. And, you know, and even to the same, to that exact same point, the reason why we called our personal money, free money in our budget was so we could feel free to do it, do with mm. it as we chose that mm. there was no guilt, right? And it was planned. We got a certain amount, you know, each of us the same amount each month, but we were free to do with it as we chose. So if we wanted to spend it and, you know, go out for a couple of drinks, that's what we did. If we wanted, I wanted to go and buy some new decorations for the house because that's what makes me feel good. And I liked doing that. Then that's what I did, right? Yeah. So free to use it as we saw fit. Um, and so 
words, if you have been around, I, I'm very big on the language and the words that we use as well, and that's why we called it free money um, in our budget. Yeah, now I get it, and, and it's perfect, right? Free, free to spend how you see fit and, mm-hmm. and no guilt. You know, right now, my wife and I just call that pocket money, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the exact same concept because for the longest time, I, I'll, I'm going to fall on my sword here. I was very critical of how she wanted to spend money early on in our relationship. And then I started to kind of do some self-reflecting on, but how do you spend money? Think about it. I just told you that I, I'm perfectly willing to spend 800 to to $1,000 <laughs> in a heartbeat just to go see some guys tackle each other. It's really quite ridiculous if you think about it. And so... Well, as I developed the empathy for that, our pocket money or our free money in this case really also allowed me to stop. Like, because I didn't feel like it was our money in our account, it it was already allocated for her to spend however she wanted. So then she could. And and my criticism Mm -hmm. of the way she spent it steeply declined. I, I probably make comments every once in a while still, but it, it's mm-hmm. much more infrequent. You know, and I, I noticed that in our own, you know, and that's why my husband said that was one of his stipulations when we started really working with a budget, right? And still really started putting a budget together each month and working towards paying off debt. He said, Sarah, he said, I have to have free money. I have to have like my own. And if, if you're not watching, I use air quotes around my own because he was on board with paying off debt, but he didn't want to feel restricted. in if he wanted to go out with his buddies and get a beer, right. If he wanted to go, he was a big dart thrower and throw darts. He didn't want to feel that restriction. And, and, um, sometimes I didn't know how to budget all of those things in. Right. And so here's the genius. Here's your free money. So you can do with it as you choose. Um, and it took the pressure off. I was the main um, budget writer in the house. That took the pressure off of me as well, right? And it created an opportunity for us to have better communication around it. He let me know what his needs are with that. And it was easy. It, it, it made life so much easier. Gosh, that's just a line item. Free money, right? In the budget. Yeah. How much easier? Because I don't have to guess and, and right. ask him, well, how many times are you going to want to go out and how many, you know? You know, and um, this is why the plan makes it having a realistic plan. There are ways that you can create your plan that's realistic, that accounts for all of these things. And and I know that it feels very overwhelming for a lot of people because I hear it every day, right? Is how do I budget for this and how do I, there are ways um, and there are ways to do it that is realistic, that takes the pressure off, that brings a huge sense of peace into your life. Um and I love it that that's one of the keys, um, yeah. you know, that, that we're talking about is having a realistic plan. Yeah. Yeah. As you were describing how, like, going out to play darts may have at one point, or you considered putting it as a line item, I, I just, 
like my brain went into like meltdown mode. Like, Oh my goodness. Like if, if I were, if I were accounting for every line item to that detail, like you saved yourself a lot of frustration and headache and just administrative work by <laughs> saying, you know what? Like, no, we should have kind of like this free money to spend how we want to. Um, one of the things I will add to the free money and, and tie it into having a plan. It's great that free money ends up on the plan, the budget as a line item, and then you get to spend it however you want. But I think having a conversation with a spouse, if you know, if you're married and you're doing this together around, well, what does that cover and what doesn't it cover? And I'll give a very mm -hmm. specific example. When, when we first started implementing our new money habits, my wife and I had our pocket money and we decided like based on the amount that we were giving ourselves, we were going to include like that money already included if she needed to go to the hair salon and if I needed to go to the barber shop. Mm. So it was, it was in that pocket money that it was like the pot, you can spend it however you want, but also some of that, because we're not going to put a line item on the budget for getting our hair cut, it's, it's going to come out of here. And for transparency and just for the sake of the story, like things can change. So we did that for probably a year, year and a half. And then it got to a point for whatever reason, maybe it was we hadn't given ourselves a raise in a while or whatever. So we decided haircuts were going on the budget as a line mm -hmm. item so that we had more money to just kind of freely spend the way we wanted to. And so, but that's just, just one example of just have a conversation around within the plan. What's the plan for that money? What does it include and what doesn't it include? Because if, if there's something like haircuts going to the salon for her, going to the barbershop for me, that it shouldn't include, well, then we do need to make a line item for it. So it's, mm -hmm. is it a line item on the budget? Is this part of your free money? Just so we all are on the same page and we know what the plan is. Sure. And I think that that same principle could be applied to a lot of, a lot of areas, right? Mm -hmm. um, for example, car maintenance, you know, maybe car registrations, license plate renewals each year, right? Do you lump those all together? Or are they separate? You know, so just about, I think the, the point is having a conversation that what are we including in this category? Are we going to keep them separate or are we keeping them all together? Um, groceries was another mm -hmm. one. We talked about on a previous episode, you know, how to put food on the table. Um, you know, you in your household, you like to keep kind of the toiletries and the paper goods and cleaning supplies separate, whereas I yep. generally don't. I, I keep them all together. And so that's a great example of just having the conversation. What are we going to include in here? Mm -hmm. So you can do a, a good job of budgeting properly, right? Budgeting, and maybe that's not the right way to say it. Budgeting for what's realistic for what you're including in those um, those categories. Yeah. Creating a budget that actually works for you. Because if you don't have those conversations and, and you're not allocating dollars properly, well, then you've just devised a plan that is essentially doomed to fail because it, it, it doesn't have all the considerations in it. So I love that you took that and you applied it to you know, other areas like car maintenance, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person I like to just throw, not ever since inflation, but once upon a time, 
every two weeks, <laughs> I've put $300 into an account, uh, a separate checking account so that we could gas up the cars, but that that account would grow over time so that we could replace tires when we need to, get the cars registered when we need to. So it, it was just this one category on the budget called car maintenance and repairs that we knew was covering a bunch of different mm -hmm. things as you illustrated. And, and to your point, I very much love separating out our food from the grocery store, from everything else. And so th mm -hmm. there's just another great example of having conversations to figure out, okay, what is this category really about? So that mm -hmm. when you devise the plan, you've put yourself in a really great place to go and execute that plan and be successful. And can I just point out for everybody that maybe didn't notice what just happened here, that you know, you and I follow a lot of the same principles, but the way our execution is a little bit different, right? And we mm -hmm. we put together our plans for what is realistic for our own lives and what works. And uh, I think it's just another great example of that there's not a one-size-fits-all, right? That you yeah. can follow a lot of the same principles, but your execution, it can be different, and you mold it to fit what your life is and what feels right for you. And you and I are two really great examples of um, that process, right? Doing things differently, yeah. but still following a lot of the same principles. Yeah. And I, and I want to share a quick story about like kind of the epiphany, the aha moment. I, you know, I've, I've been coaching individuals and couples since 2013. So I'm going on 10 years of, of doing this. And at first I was such like a, a stickler for, well, your, your, your food and your toiletries should be separated, you know, and, and eating out does eating out is not included in your food budget. And, and that's a separate thing. And I, but over time and working with just more and more um, people, uh, especially when I really started to to work with a lot of singles, like not married, no kids, like singles, like younger single people, I had to kind of remind myself what it was like to be 24 years old. I didn't go to the grocery store. That wasn't a thing. I mean, if I did, it was to pick up a box of cereal and some milk and, and call it a day. So I had to evolve my thinking around the food budget. And so when I sit down with clients, I have clients right now where, where they like to do their food the way I do. They, they have a line item for food. They have a line, out, line item for toiletries. I have other clients whose food category includes one of those like weekly meal plans that are sent mm. to your door, right? I have others who the, they take out a certain amount of money for food and whether they go to the grocery store or they eat out, it's just all in one. So mm -hmm. it just reiterates what you just said about it. We're all working from the same principle, which is you should have a plan for how you're going to buy food. That's mm -hmm. the principle. Have a plan for how you're going to buy food. How we all go about executing those plans does look a little bit different, even when you're working with the same financial coach. Yes, it's true. I've got clients that fit every one of those areas you just did, you know that you just shared as well, 
right? That <laughs> married kids, married, no kids, single, you know, all of the above, um, all different types of incomes and all different wants. Um, and I don't like it. I'm, I'm going to correct myself there. Wants versus needs. I was going to say needs. Um, I don't like using those two terms, but it's really what they decided is important to them. And where are some of their biggest, you know, struggle categories? What are some of the biggest areas that um, might need more attention because they want to make some adjustments and changes in those categories, right? So it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, in, in what situation you're in, you can come up with a plan and put together something that's realistic that fits what your goals are. I think it's so important. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So I think that's a really good tie to where we started this conversation, and that is one of the three keys to better money management is having a plan. And we believe that you can have a custom, a plan that's customized to you and your goals and that's easy to follow. Um, and with that being said, we're gonna provide you with a free resource. You can actually go to the website, newmoneyhabits.com, and you can download our free budget template, which, uh, or worksheet, excuse me, which is easy to follow and will allow you to categorize your uh, your expenses the way you see fit. The other resource we're going to provide to you is time with Sarah or myself or any other New Money Habits coach. If you haven't already, go ahead and schedule a session. Sit down with a financial coach. Lay out what your income is, your expenses are, and what your goals are. And then let us help you to map out how a plan that's going to help you to achieve everything that you're looking to achieve, whether that's you're looking to get caught up on past past due bills, whether you're looking to dump the debt, whether you're looking to save for an income producing asset, whatever it is, uh, we can work with you on a, a different, whole wide variety of different things. Um, and I wanna kind of just reiterate that it's important once you are budgeting and you've taken control of your your money, and maybe you have eliminated all the debt, you still need a plan for your money. I'm working with a couple right now. They've accomplished all of those great mm -hmm. first goals, like taking control of their money and eliminating the debt. Now we're working on plans on how to acquire income, producing assets, and building a portfolio of rental properties. Um, and so no matter where you are on that spectrum, Mm -hmm. Sit down with a financial coach today. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, another great episode. Uh, thanks for hanging out, Sarah. Thank you to all of our listeners uh, for listening in to one of our keys to better money management. And we'll continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our host by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.